Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 108th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this whole month we are featuring the Fit Vine wine um, from our new sponsors at Fit Vine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this week, some of you may have already seen the video we shared when we cracked open the bottle, um, but this is the Pinot Grigio, and uh, it's got less than a gram of sugar. Mm-hmm. It has only two and a half carbs in it, and it still has over uh, 13% alcohol by volume in it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so we did the tasting, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was re- it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the, the people at Fitvine, you know, they, they created the wine that kind of fit into their active and healthy lifestyles, uh, but they still wanted to be able to enjoy... You know, adult alcoholic beverages without completely wrecking their diet and spiraling out of control. And this is what they came up with. So we actually have, we're going to be featuring four different kinds this month. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we actually have six to choose from, though. So we we'll, have to yeah, we'll have to see share more about the two, even the two we don't have on the episode, but talk about it. But yeah, they are sponsoring our, uh, our podcast this month. Yeah. Um, so we want to go check them out. You can uh, look at all the different products that they have. Um, don't they have a website? Yeah. I, know, I mean, I, I, I just follow them on Instagram, too. Uh-huh. They hit them up on Instagram for sure because they're just under the Fit Vine tag. And you can see them. They share a lot of videos. They share videos of them oh, doing workouts the and stuff yeah, and, that's cool. and, and, and everything. So they've, they've got a lot of, of neat things and good content on there. Um, so give them a follow. Check them out on social media. Look at them on Instagram. And, yeah, big shout out and thank you to them for... For hooking for us up this us. month. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So um, this week we're going to be talking about reasons why your wife doesn't want to have sex with you. So this episode's, I guess, going to be directed towards to maybe help the men. Yeah. <laughs> and women, actually. Well, it's got Both. some really good advice. For, yeah. If you're the woman with the slow sex drive, we've got some really good things mm-hmm. in this episode for you as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, we're really close to 4th of July. It just happened. So, if you ain't getting very many fireworks in the bedroom, we're here to help. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, we, we, wanted to, we wanted to talk about this because, I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of women out there that aren't wanting to have sex with their husband. And we were, we were really looking at it, just thinking, well, why is that? You mm-hmm. know, what... What are the actual reasons why they don't want to have sex with their husband? And, and some of them are kind of the harsh truths that oh, yeah. guys don't want to hear. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. But I think most guys have probably at least thought about a lot of these mm-hmm. and questioned it. And part of the problem that I think you run into with this is as we go through some of these these harsh realities of why your wife may not be sexually interested in you. The flip side of that is, ladies, if these are true, you have to own up to that. Mm-hmm. No matter how painful it may seem or how hurtful it may be, it's not nearly as hurtful as you not wanting to lay a finger on your partner for months, weeks, years, 
and them trying to figure out in this limbo holding pattern why the person that they love and want to spend the rest of their life with wants nothing to do with them sexually. That's way more cruel than owning up to some of these reasons why you don't want to have sex with your husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were really looking at it and like the the guys, so a lot of the time guys will always say a few specific things that the about their wife that reasons or maybe um not reasons why she doesn't want to but kind of common complaints yeah and, like, and typical pushback that they get pushback i guess would be, would yeah be good yeah and so um he he's always saying that you know she's never wanting to have sex and she never initiates it yeah and so he's always the one having to initiate sex mm-hmm. and i mean you can get Anybody could get sick of that. Yeah. You know, having to initiate every single time. But at the same time, the person that's not interested, why why would they initiate if they don't want to have it in the first place? Right. And so it's kind of this, this you know, double-edged sword of one partner says, well, I always have to initiate. And I bet the other the partner that doesn't want to have sex is like, that's where the, the third one comes into. They're only touching me when they want to have sex. Yeah, I know. Well, they're trying to initiate. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you don't ever initiate. So you, it, it's it's unreasonable to be like, well, I'm never going to initiate, but don't touch me. Yeah, I know. Because the guy's like, well, what? How? I don't want to just say, all right, I want to have sex. <laughs> because if you ask, you seem lame and weak. And it's it's very demasculating. Well, no, I don't. I mean, I think um, that that's true too. I think that is very true. But I think that even like asking to have sex with your partner, I think that it's. I don't know. It's just you. One, you. I don't think you should have to ask. I think that you should just each. I guess get each other in the mood. Mm -hmm. And and it sucks for somebody like this that. Is trying to get them in the mood, mm-hmm. but I guess I don't know. A part of me is like, do women come up with these things because they just don't want to have sex with them, mm-hmm. and they're just like, like another thing that they say is that they're uh, the woman says is they're too tired, yeah, and and then the you know you only want to have sex with me or you only, you only you touch only me touch when you want to have sex, sex. yeah. But, um, but I don't know. I, I think that, that women, that they, they do these things, but I think that there's a, a bigger reason to, to why they aren't wanting to even initiate back mm-hmm. or reciprocate, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they have usually over the course of time, it's just such a low priority that it doesn't it, it just doesn't register as a physical need. Mm-hmm. And when people get busy, they're they don't they end up not looking at sex as a necessity or a means of survival. Mm-hmm. It really is, well, I'm satisfied in the manner of I'm busy. I've got food, I've got a roof over my head, I've got clothes, I've got whatever it is, 
and I'm so consumed with other things that aren't sex-related that I just don't have room in my psyche for sex-related stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a subconscious transition to do away with it, but it takes a conscious decision to reintroduce it. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to subconsciously start getting back into sex. And that's what I think we, you, you said it on here before about the... The less sex you have, the less sex you want. Mm -hmm. Um, For the person that has the low sex drive. Yeah. And I really do think for the guy, you end up going into that as well. Yeah. And I know there's guys who are like, bullshit. My wife never wants sex, and I still want it. Give it time. I I think that over time, your body will start to just kind of... Well, do you think that, like, so, I mean, I know that the guys will still want it, though, but they just, they'll just masturbate instead. Well, they'll decide they they want to come. Uh They don't care if their wife wants to to participate or not. Yeah. So, it's, when I say that, it's not that you lose all sexual desire. You just start to lose, really, the desire to or I, I guess the uh, you just kind of get apathetic to the point that it doesn't have to be with your partner mm-hmm. yeah I know like, well, and she, that does, she doesn't, doesn't mean, want it and that doesn't mean cheating on them right it just means it could at some point yeah it, yeah it very well could mean that but not necessarily it doesn't mm-hmm. have to mean that it it could be just watching por- more porn than than what yeah. you had been, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that, I think that's another, I think that is a reason, too, that women say that they don't want to have sex with guys is because they are too into that stuff, and, like, oh, you're, you're dirty mm-hmm. type thing, you know, and, and I, I, I think that that goes into uh, one of them that we have, which was, uh, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Which you could be doing anything wrong. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess going into, like, all of the reasons... The reasons why the actual, she won't Why want she to. doesn't want to have sex with you is... One of them is that you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, for me, that was, that was a big one in my previous relationship. Mm-hmm. Because... He was doing drugs. <laughs> and I, I don't think that I cared necessarily too much about alcohol because it was like... Because I felt at least the, the alcohol lesser two was better, yeah, yeah. better than drugs. But because he would, he would do drugs, I would be like, you only want to have sex because you're on drugs right now. Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah. I don't want to have sex with you. Why? So... It becomes this, this resentment towards your partner because they're doing something wrong or bad, and you you end up wanting to hold back and mm-hmm. not not want to have sex with them. Yeah, and that's that's a and the wrong could be all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, uh-huh. it, it could be your attitude. It could be. It Your temperament. It could be yeah. It could be something stupid. Do you think it ever has? It ever means you're doing something wrong in bed. That too. Uh huh. Um, 
you know, I, I think that there, there are things that, I mean, we, we just, we spent, you know, three weeks talking about deal breakers mm-hmm. and you can look at a lot of stuff on that, that if a partner's doing and you have not ended a relationship and you're putting up with these five would be deal breakers, that it's such a turnoff that you just don't want to have sex with that person because you're just irritated at them mm-hmm. that the way that they present themselves or are gross or, you know, a jerk or, or whatever. I mean, there's the uh, list could go on. Yeah. And, and I think that, that women, men, men tend to overlook I think very simple things that can put their partner out of the mood Mm -hmm. and they try to just dismiss it like, well, no, we're just that comfortable and it's gross stuff. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, giving her a Dutch oven in the same bed that you're supposed to be having hot, passionate sex in. You've, you have now just ruined the image of that Mm -hmm. sexual fortress of a bed Mm -hmm. to, you know, camp out night with the guys when you were 12 because you think it's funny. Yeah. And, and that's that's a huge turnoff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and those are the same guys who are like, my wife never wants to give me a blowjob. Why would she? Yeah. Why? When you got, you know, shit splatter all over your nuts. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know. You know? Or, or you have, like, her thinking that he's going to fart on her or right. something. Yeah. Gross. I mean, so that there's 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 things that guys do that I don't think they realize that they completely shoot themselves in the foot. Well, and it's not necessarily even just uh, just gross things or, or stuff like that. It could be nice things too. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I think that a partner could be trying too hard. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, just stop. I, 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 I will kind of defend men that try too hard because I don't think they know what else to do. Yeah, I think true. initially it starts, uh, most relationships are the same. You, you meet up, you have a connection, you have a emotional connection, you have a physical connection. That should lead to a sexual connection. And that sexual connection is usually pretty good initially, mm-hmm. and then it just starts to fall apart for whatever reason. And there's many reasons that we've talked about on here as to why that falls apart. And so the guy just sees it as it's the train going off the rails, and it's like, well, well, I'll, I'll try what I used to do, and that's not working anymore. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't trying that hard. I was never, you know, begging for sex. I was never, when we were dating, I wasn't like, hey, um, if you're feeling okay... I know you got to go to work tomorrow, but if we go to bed half an hour early, can we have sex? Oh, my gosh. And you sound weak, but you don't really have another choice. It's uh-huh. like, well, and so you didn't do that when you were dating. <laughs> you didn't do that when you first got married. I hate that. Like, because sometimes, sometimes Seth will be like, you'll, you'll be like, do you want to, um, are, are you sure? It's a Sunday night. Are you sure? Oh, when, like, when you're initiating. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. No. We're going yeah, to. Chris will be like, are you going to give it to me tonight? And I'll be like, well, it's a school night. <laughs> yeah. So let me think about it. <laughs> You're a brat. 
But it's all in fun. I know, yeah. It, is. it never ends in you being like unsatisfied. Fine. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. But that's what that's what's funny with us is mm-hmm. we joke in the reverse of what most people deal with. Sorry, people. Going back to what, what they do is is I think that they're, the guy's like, well, I didn't have to beg for this. I didn't have to, you know, act a certain way and walk on eggshells and do all these bullshit things. So she would want to have, she just wanted to have sex with me. So they have blinders on to things that they're doing that may have caused this, which they very well have could have. It, it, it's unfair to just put the blame on the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so then they start thinking, okay, well, fuck, all right, well. Let, let me try this. Let, let me do this. And then that is what morphs into trying too hard. And then it's like, you can't win for losing. The girl's like, well, you weren't trying at all, and I didn't want to have sex with you. Now you're trying too hard, and I really don't want to have sex with you. And unfortunately, she doesn't ever say that. Because at least if she did, that would be something. I know. So I know, let me try like, medium? I mean, stuck, I don't know. Yeah, he's stuck like, well, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. I can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I'm trying... Too hard. Well, and he doesn't know that, though. He doesn't know yeah. that he's trying too hard, but she does. Right. And, yeah, it would be... It, it, everything always ends up being communication. Yep. Period. <laughs> uh, so another, another reason why she isn't wanting to have sex with you is because she doesn't feel good about herself. Yep. And this could mean a whole... A, a, a kind of a list of things as well. I think this is... The number one reason, yeah, why women lose, I, and I I don't know if their sex drive really goes, or if the the emotional piece of I don't feel good about myself is so heavy it just outweighs the desire to have sex. Mm-hmm. It's not the desire is gone; it's just this is this is what's controlling my decisions right now. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. So so I don't I don't I think for some for some women it's not just that. There are definitely women, their sex drive just disappears. It's just gone. It, but I think for some women that fall into this category, it's not gone. It's just kind of currently repressed because there's other shit going on mm-hmm. that they're not happy with. I know. Well, I think that like uh, when when I was with my ex, that I know, I mean, I, I became overweight mm-hmm. too. And... You know, obviously we had other issues going on, but and but me myself having my own issues, and and me being overweight and me, uh, just being stressed out even with with him, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it all everything that was bad in my life revolved revolved around him, and I wasn't in the mood and I remember like at the time being like well maybe it's because I'm on uh, birth control Mm -hmm. and so I was like well maybe I need to get off of birth control and that'll help Mm -hmm. that'll help me want to have sex with him no just getting rid of that partner was what helped right but um but I think that a lot of women probably go through that though Mm -hmm. and you know, thinking, thinking even, is there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know, they, there's, there's something going on in my body or my hormones or whatever. And trying to figure all of that out. And really, it's probably, 
It's probably something else. I don't know. You need to you need to feel good about yourself, though. Mm-hmm. And once you do feel good about yourself, then you your sex drive just seems to. But if you still don't feel it. good about your partner, that right. I mean, it's not. You don't want to say it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but you, you may have to make more than one change. Right. I know. <laughs> and I mean, I think. I mean, I made both changes mm-hmm. to where I left that partner and felt good about myself and and I felt good about myself even without losing weight though Uh that was the thing it wasn't it was just the the partner holding me down right and that I didn't feel attracted to anymore and um we did lose weight. You lost 170 pounds of useless baggage. (laughs) Very true. Very, very true. Yeah. So, yeah. What the hell? Stupid. There's like a little fly. Oh, it's so annoying. Flying around. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that, you know, look, looking at, at even that scenario and going back to, you know, guys, this is why, it's still that, you know, he was doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't... The, the, the main trigger wasn't how you felt about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of these other things, so... I know. Yeah, it was. I, I think that I... But I did, that, you, that did you ever communicate that to him? Or did, I, or did you just like, no, I'm, he's... I'm just not going to do this with him because he's, he's doing this and he knows that I have a problem with it. No, I did communicate oh, okay. it with him because okay. I would say I would say you only want to when mm. when you are high. But you you dismiss the alcohol thing, but I I I very keenly remember someone we know that would only want to have oh, sex with his wife when he got not just a couple of drinks like drunk, uh-huh. like he had to get drunk to want to sleep with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I guess I dismissed it because because of oh, the you lesser of yeah, two yeah, yeah, evils. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that is that's very true too. Mm-hmm. To and and even with that though, like how does that make the woman feel? Yeah, you know, well, and, she and she, really... she would kind of talk about it like almost borderline flattering, mm-hmm. but. He's all over me. But well, kind of. But it was like, oh my gosh, yeah. A- after this happened, and and he came home, he was in a mood, mm. you know. And it, it wasn't. She kind of seemed annoyed with it. Mm. But I, and and I don't. I don't think it ever went anywhere. Because mm-hmm. I think she was just like, oh, you're you're too drunk. Yeah get off and be sober up and then when he sobered up his beer goggles were off and he's like ugh I ain't doing this <laughs> oh gosh why would he marry her huh? yeah. I know that's crazy but another reason that that women don't want to have sex with you or your wife doesn't want to have sex with you is, is because her sex drive isn't as high as yours mm-hmm. um, it's a compatibility thing yeah and I think that it's you know we, we, we've said it on here it, it, that's something. This is this is why I am extremely pro premarital sex mm-hmm. because you don't know, you just don't know, and even then, it's still kind of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. 
But I think that there are those signs that in your honeymoon phase of just starting to explore one another, just starting to get physical, is it happening a lot? Because it should. It should be something that's that you guys really can't keep your hands off each other. So if you're in that honeymoon phase and they, you're just like, wow, she has a whole lot of restraint. No. Her sex drive is very low. Mm-hmm. It's not that she's restrained. Her sex drive just isn't as high as yours. That or she's just not that attractive. No, I'm just talking about in the initial phase, I don't think that really plays in yet. Really? You don't think? Why would she, I mean, why would she still be with him if she wasn't attracted yeah, to him initially? Know. I mean, I think that women are weird sometimes, though. Mm. And they don't really, I don't know. I don't think that they even know what they want sometimes. Yeah, some of them don't. <laughs> but I think that... The but I mean a lot of the time though, it with the sex drive it's it you have to be compatible. I'm, I'm making the assumption that she's attracted to him because I'm I pictured them getting married uh-huh. at some point in time that there hasn't been a blatant deal breaker yet. Right. Okay. And so I I don't want to play off the the one or two idiots we know that would put themselves in that position. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> yeah. If you are you meet someone you you have this connection that connection all this stuff in common and your hands aren't all over each other within the first few weeks of dating mm-hmm. and that's a red flag that's a red flag that she has a low sex drive mm-hmm. or the partner's not you know physically doesn't have because like I've said before it's not going to get higher mm-hmm. yeah it's only going to get worse and lower so that that should at least be a early on barometer of you know well every time we see each other every time we saw each other for months we had sex Mm -hmm. and so even if it's every time you see each other for the first few weeks you should have sex Mm -hmm. or you should want to anyway not saying you can always pull it off because of whatever's going on but it should be something you one of you is not denying the other one initially Mm mm-hmm yeah, I know, right away. Yeah. Yeah, because then it's like, you, you should know that, you're, that you've are that you been duped and that you should get yeah. out. Yeah, right. I mean, if you that, guys start dating, bad, if, yeah, if you guys start dating and and she comes over and, and uh, you think, you, you know, you're going to get in the mood and have something, she's like, oh, I'm just tired, let's just go to bed. Mm-hmm. It's a red flag. Yeah, I know. On that early on phase of your relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is that she there's something wrong with her health mm-hmm. that something could be going on there and and like I said before even with me you know I was I was like well maybe maybe my my hormones are off because I'm on birth control and and all that and even even you dealt with this too in in your marriage mm-hmm. and you thought that there was something wrong with her but it was more so was it more so like a certain medication or something that she was on or well i mean it, it was a couple of different things when she when we first met and when she got pregnant with with seth she was not taking birth control the way she was supposed to mm. so she missed days and stuff like that mm-hmm. and she ended up getting pregnant and then after after she had him she went on the shot and then the shot like obliterated her sex drive and at that point she knew that something was amiss Mm -hmm. 
Really? She wasn't taking care of herself. She ended up like in the hospital getting dehydrated and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so there was a couple of weird little things that happened where she, she just wasn't taking care of herself. Um, but she knew that that was a problem. So she talked to the doctor and they were like, yeah, the, the, the shot can do that. Let's go back to these pills, but take them. Mm-hmm. And so they put her on whatever pills. And then I, I can't even remember what medication it was, but it was one day just out of the blue. I was, I was working nights. She was working days. I was at home and with Seth and this advertisement came on about depression in this medication, and it was her. I mean, everything they said was how she was acting. Mm. She didn't want to be social anymore with anybody. She didn't want to go hang out with anybody. She didn't want to go do... She became very reclusive and just tired all the time, um, and she wasn't working hard enough to be that tired. Mm-hmm. And it was just all these things, and it was like, oh, well, I was like, I think, I think you have depression. Let's... Why don't you go and, and and see what's going on and and I, I can't remember if she went or not, but um, we both just kind of talked about it and realized I was like, well, let's. Why don't you just quit taking everything? Oh, that's. I'm sorry. She did go get it, and it just like made it worse. Oh gosh. <laughs> and so after like a month or so of that, we talked about it, and I was like, why don't you just try 30 days of not taking anything? See if we can regulate your system. And and, and we were young. I mean, I'm talking. She was still, she was 19, you know, I was 21, maybe she was 20, I was 22, I mean, we were young, so we weren't, we hadn't let ourselves go, we weren't, we weren't gross and, and fat and ugly and, and all this stuff, so the, the other things that you can see of, well, I lost my drive because, you know, he let himself go, or Mm -hmm. those weren't other factors, and, um, and hadn't lost my hair yet, I still had a full head of hair, And, and so she, she gets off of it and that fixed it. But then it was like, well, we don't want a kid. You've mm-hmm. got to do something. So she went with the Norplant. Oh. Mm-hmm. And the Norplant ended up um, giving her like debilitating face acne oh, to where gosh. it scarred her. Oh. It scarred her face. Um and she ended up like going through like the retina stuff and the microdermabrasion stuff like when it first came out so it just kind of like permanently like kind of scarred her up a little bit and so she always had to try to hide it with makeup but it was so then that was and she that's when she kind of initially blew up Mm. um and gained a lot of weight and so that morphed into well now i don't feel good about myself Mm -hmm. and that that face stuck around. Once that hit, it was kind of everything was over at that point. Mm. You know, I know because I w- well, I was on the shot too, mm-hmm. and I mean, hearing all of that, the shot had. You know how some girls get the shot and they don't have a period. Yeah, she she had, she had the reverse. Oh, that's and that's what happens with mm-hmm. some. Because I didn't have it and I loved it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best mm-hmm. thing ever. I love that. I don't have to. To deal with that yeah. and it it seemed like good at first and then i don't know uh, and i don't i think that it was probably a combination of everything going on in my life mm-hmm. that it wasn't just one thing it just it wasn't just the shot that yeah made my sex drive go down 
Well, and, and one of the things, and you and I have talked about it, whenever, when I started working in healthcare, and I uh, would, I, I never opened, I never told anybody about what was going on until we were getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. And that's when we had a mutual uh, friend that was a, a charge nurse mm-hmm. ask a lot of questions. And she, she was like, I think based on all the different pills, shots, plants, medication, depression stuff, antidepressants that she was on, that it chemically altered her and just gave her like a permanent chemical imbalance, which just kind of destroyed her hormones. Mm -hmm. Um, Because then like other, like she just, I say she acted like an old lady. She picked up like, I mean, she's still early Mm twenties and she, she wanted to learn how to crochet. Mm -hmm. She started playing bingo she started, it was, and I was like, why are you doing all these old lady things? What's, what is up with that? Uh-huh. You know, she got really into scrapbooking. Yeah. I mean, just stuff that grandmas do. Uh-huh. And I was just like, what? That, that, I just, so I just thought it was kind of, and she was, it's not like that was stuff that she was around or into and was yeah. like, oh, this was, uh-huh. you know, I used to go play like, bingo with my grandma every weekend. Yeah. And just, you know, it, uh-huh. it wasn't anything like that. It was just. She just kind of all of a sudden got into these weird little things that I was like, people, people your age don't do that. Yeah. What are you doing? That's so, funny. Yeah. That's weird. I know. But I say all that because medically, I, I, I still think there was something yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, when she got all her blood work and everything, because I, I, I've talked about it before how I was like, you need to go, something's wrong with you. You need to go get this fixed. And I handled it completely wrong. But I still don't know what happened because she went to the doctor without me, mm. and she wouldn't. She was she was not honest with the doctors. When I would, she didn't take me because I would always correct what was going on, mm-hmm. and so she's like, "I'm not doing that." But then I know that she lied to the doctors uh-huh. because she always did. And they'd say, "Well, how much water are you drinking?" Oh, I'm drinking a lot of water. Well, no, she's not. Uh-huh. What's your diet like? Well, she has coffee and cigarettes. That's what she lives off of. She's once a day. Uh-huh. She has coffee and cigarettes for the other meals. And she, oh, I have, I have a pretty healthy diet. And, oh and so, so it was like, I was like, no, you don't. And yeah. so she didn't want to deal with that. So if you're not going to tell the truth to the doctor, you're not going to get a correct diagnosis. Yeah. So. I know. <laughs> and so she came back and said, I went and saw the doctor and he said, everything's perfectly normal with me that, that I don't have a problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gosh. I don't know. I think that the health thing is, a, is, is pretty big though. And. I think that there, I think that there legitimately could be something wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and and it really is why. But I I don't think that a man should be like like do what you do. Yeah. You need to get checked out. You mm-hmm. need to do this. You need to do that. Uh, I mean, unless she is really concerned and, about it. And it didn't. It wasn't just one day. I was like, I read an article. Yeah. You need to go. It was. It was me. Initially, just trying to talk about, hey, do you? When was the last time you went to the doctor? You know, when's your when's your annual checkup? Did you bring this up? And, and she wouldn't bring it up. Mm. And and I, so I was like trying to just get her to talk to the doctor about it. Just let's rule it out. Let's if there's nothing wrong with you, at least we know nothing's wrong. And if there's nothing wrong with your hormones, if your blood work's okay, then. We can have the next conversation, but let's rule that out first before we start, you know, trying to figure out what else to do. Yeah. And that was where, after all that happened, and there started, I think, you know, because like, like 
Men's Viagra and Cialis was kind of coming out. Uh. And so, at the time it didn't exist, but mm-hmm. I, that's when I had asked her. I said, if they came out with like a female Viagra pill, would you take it? And but like before I could even get out, you could tell she was so angry that that was even going to be my question. <laughs> and she's like, why would I take it? I'm not the one that wants sex. And I said, yeah, that's kind of the point. Let's say that Let's say that there was a pill that you could take that would boost your sex drive. She's like, but I don't want to have sex. I'm like, no, no, no. Take that part of the argument out. I mean, this is all fucking hypothetical at the time anyway. Yeah. And we get in a knockdown drag out fight over a complete hypothetical. <laughs> I said, let's say you took it and all of a sudden you didn't know that you had never not wanted sex. Mm-hmm. But you knew that that was the biggest complaint that your partner had about lack of physicality, no intimacy, no sex. You could fix it by taking a pill with no side effects mm-hmm. aside from you're, you have a better marriage and your husband's happy. <laughs> and she was just blatant. I would never take a fucking pill just so you could have sex. And she just could mm-hmm. not grasp the even hypothetical yeah. of... Well, I wonder like if there would be a different way for you to... Even explain it, you know. Yeah, don't bring it up at all and just drop it in her drink. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, that's awful. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I think that people, uh, some women, they just don't want people. Some people, period, don't mm-hmm. want any type of solution. And that's it. That's how she was. Mm-hmm. She she did not want a solution. Um, she wanted there to be an issue. Mm-hmm. She wa- and, and and it really just finally hit a point where it was like you just you are happy that I am unhappy mm-hmm. because if you weren't, we would at least be exploring something to do about it. Yeah. And we never did. I mean, it, we we never. I couldn't get her to do anything to try to fix it or yeah. change it or talk about it or improve it or anything uh-huh. i know well and and with that being said i think that one another one is the sex is the last thing on her mind mm-hmm. and i think that is for for her it was a little bit different than most women i think most women uh when you say sex is the last thing on my mind i'm thinking that most women they got are like four oh, kids and yeah i have i have you know, all of the housework to do, I have the kids to take care of, and mm-hmm. everything else, and a full-time job, or whatever. Right. And we really, you're that's all you're thinking about, is having sex? Mm-hmm. I don't know, I think, but I think that a lot of women feel that way. Yeah. And I feel bad for, I do feel bad for the guys, because it's like, well, yeah, I want to have sex with you. <laughs> Well, and it, so what? A lot of women that fall into that category and sex is less thing on their mind, that's where when the husband does bring it up, it's now just another chore or something they feel they have to take mm-hmm. care of. Mm-hmm. And that makes it unenjoyable. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. And I think that uh, I said it in another episode before where when you do feel like it's a chore or whatever and then you're like the woman is just dead in bed mm-hmm. and just like just lays there you know like okay like let's fucking get this done right you know you wanted to put your penis in me so 
just put it hurry in up. and hurry, come on. Right. And then the dude's like, fuck, I'm not in the mood mm-hmm. anymore because why would I want to have sex with someone that doesn't want to have sex with me? Yeah. But then there are couples that that's how they are all the time. And he's like, we have a sexy, healthy sex life. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. And she's like, no, I lay there like a dead fish and oh, gosh. pound away four times a week. Oh, it's great. that's awful. That's... And, and he's like, yeah, we have sex four times a week. And he thinks it's yeah. good we, sex. We have a good sex life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, sorry, dude. You don't. You don't have good sex at all. Shows how clueless guys are. I know. But, I mean, with sex being the last thing on your mind, and I'm just trying to think, like, how do you, how do you make it well, we're gonna talk on your about mind? That. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. We will, we'll get to that. Um, I guess the last one that uh, we have on about reasons why she doesn't want to have sex with you, and I, I think I kind of wanted to save it for last because mm-hmm. it was the meanest. <laughs> and it's she's not attracted to you mm-hmm. period it's it's harsh it's a very harsh reality yep but she's grossed out by you mm-hmm. or you've done something to make her not attracted to you yeah and remember as we go through these this can be the exact same reason why a man is no longer sexually attracted to his wife that's very true so, if you're going to be mad, you got to be mad at both sexes, mm-hmm. not just one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and, and th- this is where, you know, the the woman, or who, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll say woman for this, this instance, what is she supposed to say, mm-hmm. you know? And like I said, trying to come up with the most tactful way of saying that is still going to be very hurtful, but it's less hurtful than them not knowing mm-hmm. and you know or you lying about it or you making up periods or you making up an illness or something to just trying to keep getting away with not having sex mm-hmm. or you yourself are like well that's too hurtful so I, I've got to just I've got to get a few drinks in me when he's cleaning up taking a shower at night I'm going to go run in there and have a few shots of vodka so I can loosen up and Get my beer goggles on before he comes in here. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, or what, whatever it is. But I, instead of just, and once again, I think that conversation would be horribly awkward and uncomfortable and mean, Very. And, yeah. and it could be relationship ending. Do you think that that's why women like? Because it seems like in the last, I don't know, five to ten years, maybe, that women are like really into wine super into wine lately and i don't know maybe it's just me just thinking that more women are into wine but it it seems to be a thing and do you think that they're just like well i know that they're like oh the kids i you know i have to deal with the kids all the time well, the, the wine is the new little blue pill mm-hmm. that the women used to take in the 70s to get through you know mother's little helper that's mm-hmm. all this is yeah i think that that's why wine is so popular now amongst moms Mm-hmm. Because they, they, it's an escape. Yeah. It's a easy escape that doesn't really do any damage, and it's better than having a prescription. Yeah. Well, you would think. Right. And it seems harmless, mm-hmm. and you can drink it every night. It's easy to get. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's you know, and if it makes you feel good, and 
you can somehow convince yourself that the antioxidants in it are good for you <laughs> all the time. Fine, fine, right? good for you. Then I think that that's kind of why they do it. And mm-hmm. and it's it's very in that circle of women that are diehard wine fans. Mm-hmm. That's all. All those minds think alike. Yeah, I know. And so it's it's kind of one of the it things. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily think that. There's all these women out there that are like, oh, I'm really into wine, so I can bang my Have ugly husband. My ugly you know? husband. Oh my god. I don't think that that's it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know though. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say your beard looks really nice, by the way. Oh, does it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you noticed. Um, that's my 1821 man-made balm that I have in my beard. Um, you know, 1821 Manmade is one of our new sponsors for the podcast, and uh, you can find them at 1821manmade.com. They have a huge selection of men's grooming products that are high-quality barbershop products out there that have this really cool, old-school, gentleman's look to it. And it uh, the, the bottles of the shampoo and conditioner body wash look like bourbon and whiskey bottles. It has this either sweet tobacco scent or this spice vanilla scent, but very masculine smelling. And the scents in everything just seem to last all day long. Um, so the products are outstanding. Since they're sponsoring the podcast and we've partnered with them, if you go to 1821manmade.com, you can get 25% off your entire purchase by entering MOTR25 at checkout. And you can get one thing, you can get 100 things, and you're going to get 25% off your entire purchase. So head to 1821manmade.com, put in that MOTR25 discount code, check out their products, and let us know what you think. Yeah, so I guess we can move on to uh, kind of more so like the solution type stuff where we... Well, so we know why she doesn't want to, some of them. And there's, I mean, I guess you could really have her... I think when you talk about you're doing something wrong, that list can get very long. But I really don't think there's all these overly complicated millions of reasons as to why a woman won't want to have sex with her husband. Mm-hmm. I think that it's really kind of around, you know, seven to ten reasons that those can expand. Mm-hmm. But those seven to ten kind of root causes are constant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's just variations of them out there. Yeah. And so how do you address those and and fix it? Yeah. And I think a lot of the solutions are really, it's kind of geared towards both. But some of them, like the women really need to listen to. I know. To the solution itself. Well, I think that like with. uh, If they want a solution. Yeah. That's the problem. Because I think that some of these, as we, as we talk about them, that women will be like, okay, like, no. (laughs) you're don't like that it's it's easy for you guys to say type thing but really i mean listen Mm -hmm. listen and and have an open mind about it because these things really could help you Uh, but one of them is to you need to make sex a priority yeah It, it a lot of this the women that don't have time for it's the last thing on your mind it's because it's just not a priority anymore Mm -hmm. um you have other things that seem like a higher priority. And I think that for, for men, if, if, even if a man's like, well, how do I make sex a priority for my wife? Well, it's, you can't put it on a to-do list. Mm-mm. 
And you can't badger her about it. You can't continually bring it up. But if sex isn't a priority for her, what can you do to help with other priorities to make room for sex on her mental priority list? Mm -hmm. What is it that you can do to lighten her load so she can take care of yours? (laughs) Oh my gosh. You like how I put that? Yeah, that's perfect. And that is how you do that. Uh Uh-huh. But, you know, I think that a lot of guys just kind of sit back and they watch an overwhelmed wife because they don't understand why she's overwhelmed or they don't they're like how can she be what do you mean you're too tired you have the easiest life because i hear guys say that what do you have to be tired about mm-hmm. i'd give anything to sit at home all day you know or whatever the the typical type argument is instead of doing that what is it if you're the one that's wanting sex so bad what is it that you can do to help with the priority so she can make room for sex yeah as a priority can you do more with the kids since you're out can you go get groceries yeah i mean one of the things that everybody should have learned how we were doing it before but everybody should have learned how to use the walmart pickup app or wherever you get grocery app Mm -hmm. don't don't wait for your wife to do that you can share we both have the same app on our phone Mm -hmm. i can look and see what you ordered last time yeah, take it, just, it. just order. Yeah, you could make it easy and just oh, I, I took that. care of this. Uh-huh. I took care of dinner tonight. Oh, I, I'll pick up the groceries today. Or yeah, that you know, is I'll, so easy too. I'll take my own dry cleaning. I'll wash my own clothes. <laughs> Whatever you know. Yeah, I know. What are some things that you Hell can no. do yeah. that can that get her a bottle of wine? <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Do do things that can help make room for sex for her mm-hmm. exactly i know <laughs> another thing that ladies that you can do is you can get the help that you need for you know if, if it means going to the doctor mm-hmm. and getting trying to get those hormones taken care of or even going to a sex therapist mm-hmm. stuff and, like that. and one of the things we didn't cover with the reasons as to why they don't we didn't cover any like super sensitive topics like they were sexually abused mm-hmm. that's a whole other ball game mm-hmm. if so if that's the case that's not what we're talking about no. uh-uh. that that requires a lot of help mm-hmm. so take any traumatic experience sexually out of it and this is what we're talking about yeah. but that's where going to the doctor get, getting those checkups getting that stuff I, I still believe that that is good advice mm-hmm. um I think that guys can help wives come to that decision without doing what I did, mm-hmm. where it was like, you need to get this fixed. You need, well, let me go to the doctor with you to make sure I talk about how bad your sex drive is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's hard. I think that's really hard because I think that I, I do feel bad for, for guys in that. Well, and, and that, that's where one of the reasons we didn't cover as to why they don't is because she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's not a complicated uh-huh. issue. Sometimes you married a bitch that just doesn't want to see you satisfied or happy. Mm-hmm. And that's where the solution piece has to come in. All of these solutions only come into play if she wants a solution. Yeah. If she doesn't want a solution, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what priorities you help out. It doesn't matter the, the power dynamic. It doesn't matter... The health, it doesn't matter. Your feelings, none of that stuff matters. Mm -mm. If she does not want a solution to the problem, you're stuck with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And what you're going to do is you're going to end up kissing this woman's ass 
all the time. For nothing. For nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies, you need to care about how your husband feels, though. Yeah. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that women think that the guy should only care about how she feels. Mm-hmm. But I think that it, it needs to go both ways, and I think that women yeah. need to care about how he feels too. Uh, and I think when it comes to this, I think it starts with he has to care how she feels. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I think that that he has to acknowledge and care that she may not always be in the mood. She may have had. A stressful day. She may have had a lot going on. She may not, you know, feel good about herself. All that stuff we talked about. You, the guy, has to care and understand and acknowledge and recognize that. But to have both people in the same boat rowing together, she has to care as well. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Um, we're almost done with our mm-hmm. our wine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, caring about your spouse's feelings. Either way, either person, that is, it's huge. And you need to just understand each other. And because you, you may be going through something. And I think that just being able to, to empathize how your partner feels, maybe you can, you know, put your shoe in their foot type thing. Mm-hmm. Your or foot putting in their, their shoe. shoe. I always do that. You I do always, do that. <laughs> That's not even the wine talking. I know. <laughs> but do that and, you know, maybe you will, you'll try to understand how they feel and um, it makes it a little bit easier to, well, what if I was in that same situation? Mm-hmm. What would I do or how would I feel? And, and it, it still just circles back to you have to care. Mm-hmm. You have to care. Because if you don't care, you're not, you can't empathize. You can't mm-hmm. look at it from their perspective. And, and you can't understand or recognize the value of the solution. Um, you know, and, and so I think that that's where... It, it, and you can't fake that. It has to be... You can't pretend like you care. It, you, mm-hmm. you either do or you don't. Right. You know? I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is to act on the small flutters. I think that's... I, I, that's one thing that, like, we... Not necessarily... We didn't say act on the small flutters whenever we first uh, started dating. Mm-hmm. E- even on our very first date, I remember us talking about the butterflies mm-hmm. and being able to to continue to have the butterflies throughout your relationship. Right. And I think that that with the with the flutters, you have to you have like <laughs> when you're feeling those things, act mm-hmm. on it. <coughs> Jeez, yeah. I choked right when I was about to say something. Um, you know, I think that Anybody, any any couple, you you hit a point where the distance starts to get so bad that you're not even comfortable paying a compliment to your partner mm-hmm. anymore. And if you, I mean, one of the things that we, we are vocally complimentary mm-hmm. of one another Um I mean, I, I took a shower right before this, and you <laughs> you paid me a nice compliment. Yes, I did. And, but I don't think a lot of couples do that. Um, 
I think the guys may try and kind of be a little jokey about it, or they're trying to be overly passionate about uh-huh. it, and it's just lame and corny Both and cheesy. So they're trying too hard. Thing. So it has to be sincere. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and I I know that even women that those flutters. If you see your husband, you know, in a certain outfit suit light doing something uh you know whatever's going on you you catch it maybe it's a maybe it's a nice smell of his 1821 man-made bomb in his beard yeah that comes along and you you catch a whiff of that it's okay to be like man geez you smell good come here and even if you're not going to break out in sex in the kitchen just you know give him a kiss or put your hands on him or do something but most people restrain from doing that or refrain from doing that because they're embarrassed almost of what of what of your partner of your of your own partner being flattered that you notice something positive about them mm-hmm. i mean you, there's nothing to be worried or embarrassed about but those are the little flutters those are the little things that happen that you can you know that you can you can see or notice in your partner that ignites that spark and it's like anytime you try to if you're out and if anybody knows anything about actually lighting a fire that you can't cheat with you actually have to rub two sticks together it once that spark hits you have to fan it you have to blow on it you have to get that actually going Mm -hmm. it doesn't just happen automatically but if you don't pay attention when that first spark hits you're not going to get that fire lit Mm -hmm. and so it's okay to acknowledge that first little spark even if it seems corny or cheesy or or whatever it is. I know. Or you know? or even a little embarrassing. Yeah. Like, to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saying something that maybe is a little bit inappropriate. or, But as you start to say those things, as you start to become more comfortable, which you should be comfortable with your partner, mm-hmm. telling them those things, then it gets a little bit easier. Yeah. You know, as, as time goes on. And as, as more and more, you know, you try to, you say those little things. And I, th- I think one of the things that women do that um, keep men from doing that is they, I don't, I, I don't know what light they put. I mean, one of the things, and, and maybe it goes back to your own just level of attractiveness to your partner that dictates it. But, you know, when, when summer rolls around and you get, you know, a new summer dress or something like that, and you put it on, or you, you know, you whatever, you walk out in the living room or in the bedroom or wherever I'm at, and I'm like, wow, I'm like that. You look, you look really pretty in that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. And eventually, usually, I'll be like, hey, can you pull your skirt up? Let me see the back. <laughs> yeah. And you always oblige me. Yeah. Most women don't. They're like, Ugh, is that all you think about? Yeah. And it's like, you just you just slapped your partner's hand for thinking about you in a sexual manner. I know. That's not What the cool. fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. I mean, that's... You, you Do you realize what you did? I mean, and, that, and I don't think that women realize, ugh. What you're saying is, ugh. You find me sexually attractive? Ugh. That's what you're saying. I know. That sounds kind of cunty. A little bit cunty. <laughs> and, you know, I, and so, I, so I see that a lot mm. of, 
there's a time and a place. And of course, I wouldn't do that in public no, or gosh, anything no. like that. I wouldn't uh, do it in front of kids. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, and, and, and you see just guys. Be amongst each other. And, and when I say that, I know, I know that there's guys that, like, you know, will, like, honk their partner's oh, boob gosh. and it's like well no that's that's different that is inappropriate yeah that's not the same thing yeah um especially like in public or around friends or anything like that that's not that's not the same thing um yeah i would say in in a just amongst each other i wouldn't i mean you squeeze my butt all the time right or i squeeze yours mm-hmm. and I don't think that's any different than than doing that with the. Honking. I squeeze your butt in public, though. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess honking the boob is different than squeezing, squeezing the, butt. the butt. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, so I I, I don't know. I, th- I think that you know. You you've got to you've got to welcome those advances. Yeah. From your own partner. Oh, totally. Sitting a stranger. No. Sitting some lousy date i mean if you married the creeper that's on you (laughs) and if your skin crawls that's on you (laughs) but you know i think that that those those type of advances and flirtatious behavior should be welcomed oh totally yeah well and and even with all, all of that being said like we had a whole episode on sexy things that you should say yes to Mm -hmm. and I think that experimenting with different things with your partner is important too. Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, go back and listen to, to that episode and get some ideas and, you know, maybe you'll find something fun mm-hmm. out of that that you you'll actually enjoy and think is a, a good time with your partner. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, where... You both have to be open to that. Mm-hmm. It can't just be one person that's that's into it. So, I mean, that's another thing. I think. I think. I mean, one, I think the next one is experimenting. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. that's what. And yeah. so, I mean, that's you, you have the ladies have to be open to. We're not talking about something out of your comfort zone completely, no. as uh-uh. far as threesomes and, and and even the flirtatious behavior has to be within reason mm-hmm. and not overly aggressive or grotesque or something like that I right mean, know uh, your partner yeah know your partner i mean you mm-hmm. can't you know you, you can't if they're, if they're already a little timid and prudish you you could be like hey that's a nice dress let me finger bang you right here <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not if that's not how they respond to that stuff then that's of course going to be a awful lead-in mm-hmm. to trying to have flirtatious banter with your partner yeah i know but yeah (laughs) i think that experimenting though is is fun and i think that initially it could be maybe a little bit uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but if you're not used to it yeah but eventually you'll get comfortable with it, or you should get comfortable with it, at least with your partner, because mm-hmm. it's just the two of you. Yeah. Who, I mean, who else do you have to worry about or mm-hmm. impress? Yeah. It's just you and your partner, and and just thinking about, oh, this this is gonna make my partner happy. Let's let's try it. Yeah. And maybe it'll make me happy too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the process. 
Well, and I think that one of the things that um, that kind of goes into that is is remembering what turned you on initially. Mm-hmm. What was what turned you on about your partner? What was it? What did they do? Was was there was there something specific that they did? Was there a did they have a move mm-hmm. that they would put on you that just got stale and old, or they quit doing, or was yeah. there was there you know what used to turn you on and get you in the mood? Was it doing something specifically together? Was it certain smells? Was it certain foods? Was it you know what was it? I mean, did you guys have like a a hot passionate date night after watching a corny movie then throw the corny movie on and talk about it i mean yeah. you remember or talk about those those moments like yeah. that, that hot passionate night period yeah. and then maybe it could spark some uh i don't know some emotions right yeah. yeah yeah you because you, you start as you start to remember i mean think back to your positive sexual experiences with your partner mm-hmm. and if you're like I don't, I don't have know. any. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Okay. But if you had some, think about those. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I mean, we had a real hot night when we did this or we went here. Or... Well, and it's like and and really think about I mean, you don't have to analyze it specifically with your partner, but you know, maybe on your own. Think about those times. Think about how But I think that would be a good flirtatious thing. You think? When, yeah, when you think about it and, and then you're, you're like and then you actually like, like you know what I was thinking about earlier? Yeah. Because uh-huh. I, I think I think that people should take it in phases. I think that you should conjure up the memory. Think about it. Think about some hot passionate encounter you had with your current partner, not with somebody before them <laughs> oh, to get in the mood. I know. With your current partner. It's all about you guys. With your current partner. That was really hot, it was really passionate, it was really sexy. And think about that and play it over in your head like a movie. Mm-hmm. And then tell your partner about it. You know what I was thinking about earlier? Yeah. Do you remember when, and that's where, I, get detailed. Mm-hmm. Get very detailed. The details are what makes it really sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, just saying something like, oh, do you remember that trip we took to Orlando and, and, uh, we banged in the on the hotel couch. Yeah, that was hot. Yeah, no, don't do that. No, that's that's lame. <laughs> that lame. You know, you've got to you know get to the details. Yeah. You know about what felt good. What you know what looked like this. What was what was uh, what was the passion all about? You know, <laughs> yeah. really get detailed and, and specific about why it was so hot. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't just because you had sex. Mm-mm. If you're thinking of that memory, there was something very specific about it that made it. Very hot. And maybe it was because you were in another location. Mm-hmm. So how can you replicate that? that? Yeah, how mm-hmm. can you kind of recreate that? How can you set that scene? And that's where you know, maybe a little bit of role play, experimenting, whatever it is, can can get into that. Yeah. So. I know. I think that's a great idea. Imagination. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, I think that's good, though. Yeah, like, to... To remember those those times and those things, and <clears throat> I think that I don't know. It's it it is those those little moments though that that you do remember, and I think that you just you're just like oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know if if I mean if you bring something up like we'll each bring something up about a time that 
was hot or passionate. Right. And like, oh man, I mean, even the first time that we had sex, it was like, you know, every, every so often bringing that up, like, oh my gosh, wow. You know, that was so freaking hot. And, Mm -hmm. and we had, we did it twice that night. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But remembering those, those things and specifics though right. like you said yeah it, the, the, the devil's in the details help. you you've got to you've got to get those details out there mm-hmm. yeah uh another one now this one is probably kind of mean. harsh <laughs> but it's to get in shape yep now and i said it in, um in the beginning of the of the episode where I did get in shape and I was overweight, so I I ended up losing weight and feeling good about myself. Mm-hmm. And that helps. It really, really helps. And I remember like when I was in the process of all of that. I don't. I don't even. Were we? No, we were we living together. Yeah. No, we weren't. Not when I first started. Yeah. We were. Like, yeah. We yeah. were. Uh, I remember telling you. That you better be careful with me getting in shape because I'm gonna want to have sex even more. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was like, like, "How is that possible?" <laughs> yeah, you're like, "What?" But but feeling good about yourself physically, mm-hmm. like the way you look physically, it really really helps. It's the silence of the lambs syndrome. The what's that? When the guy's standing in the mirror and he's like, "Oh I'd my fuck gosh, me. <laughs> no." I'd, no. I'd fuck me. No. No. That's what happens. <laughs> That's not what happens. Oh my gosh. No. That's awful. That's oh, funny. Okay. But, yeah, I'd fuck me. No. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> but, but you start to feel good about yourself. You really do. And you, you're like, oh my gosh. And, and hopefully, hopefully you don't feel so good about yourself that you're like oh i need to leave my yeah well that's what i was about to say that that can go one of two ways Mm -hmm. if you're if if you're if both of you have let yourselves go and one of you isn't having issues with that with their they don't have a lower self-esteem issue Mm -hmm. they're like yeah i'm fine looking like this whatever but you start to look better you start to then acknowledge and realize that Oh wow! You know, I'm taking care of myself. I'm I'm putting investment in my body. I'm I'm seeing muscles. I'm looking this way. I'm feeling this way. I can do better. Yeah, I can I can do better. Mm-hmm. And then they leave. Yeah. So that's why we always encourage couples to work out together. Work out together. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and I think that this thing may sound vain or um not vain like towards us or mm-hmm. me but just you know you thinking about yourself and like oh i i look i look so good now but it's not it's not about that it's not about you thinking that you're better than anybody or anything like that it's you feeling good yeah you just feel you 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 feel healthy. You, you have more energy. Mm-hmm. You have 
blood is flowing in your body in a different manner. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not lethargic. You don't have the fat and all of these other issues. I mean, impotence for men is, can be directly correlated to weight, to weight gain. I mean, completely. And it's, it's a scientific fact. It's not even that they have low self-esteem and they can't get it up because they think they look fat. It's that they gain so much weight that they don't have enough blood to flow to where it needs to get so they can get hard and have sex. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a scientific thing that losing weight in men improves their sexual performance mm-hmm. if they're obese. And so it's the same thing as you start to kind of sculpt out this, this physique and you start to feel better. It's not just your own mental perception of yourself. It is a physical reaction to it mm-hmm. of how how your body reacts to that stimulation of knowing and, and accepting how it feels and not just about how it looks but how it feels if your body feels better your body feels healthy your body feels more desirable and it's not just this mental game you're playing it's it's really just your body's response to the hard work you've put in to get to that point yeah i know and it it's like I'd fuck me. <laughs> right. I know. And so, you know, getting in shape and doing something about it is huge. I know. Well, and I think that, like, I think that women could be like, fuck you guys. You know, you guys are putting this on the, on this list for, for me to, to do. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Because we want you to feel better about yourself. Not, not... It doesn't matter to me if you're not having sex. Yeah. It doesn't affect my awesome sex life at all. It's your life. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and, and, but I think that that's where, you know, if somebody's like, all right, Seth and Crystal, then why the fuck do you have so much sex? Mm-hmm. What What is it that you do? All well, of it. It's all of that. All of it. We flirt with each other. We send sexy texts to each other. We pay sexy compliments to each other every chance we can. Mm-hmm. We... We don't make sex a priority. Sex is a priority. Mm-hmm. It's just part of what we have and who we are. Yeah. And we take care of ourselves. And so those, those four or five things that we just do is why she's on here talking about, well, I'm going to want to have sex even more. Mm-hmm. It's not something that we carved out and manufactured that's oh so special and unique to us. It's just those little things that we do that that's the end result. Yeah. And so you can shoo it away and you can, you know, flip your finger to it and be like, well, fuck you. I, I love me for who I am. All right. Do you love you for him or would you? I'd fuck me. Because <laughs> there's two different things. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, right. You know, and oh so, I, you gosh. know, I, and you can, you can, you can die on that hill if you want, but you know, like I said, you know, we, we wanted to talk about it. If you're not having sex and you don't want to change it, that's on you. I know. It's not my sex life that's destroyed. It's not my marriage that's in peril. Uh-uh. I know. <laughs> but the biggest thing with all of it, though, is communication. Of course. It all, no. it all goes back to... Oh. It's not communication. <laughs> it's fucking communicate about it. Yeah. Is what it is. <laughs> and it, it always boils down to communication though and how important how important it is to talk to your partner about these things in the right way yeah exactly in the right way um and and i think that that's where 
this, you know, when, when somebody says pick your battles, not having sex for guys, that's a battle they're going to pick every time. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their happiness in a relationship can be directly pinpointed, correlated to the amount of sex that they're having. Everything else is negotiable, I think. And from a male's perspective, everything else is negotiable. Everything else is negotiable in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Who does what chores? Who makes what money? Who does this? Who does that? As long as we're having sex... I don't care. I don't fucking care. Yeah. And so women control that. And women can leverage that to their benefit. <laughs> if you're having sex. But the communication piece and, and having the conversations the right way are about not picking the battles, but picking the opportunity times to talk about it. Not when somebody's like, I've got a headache. I'm too tired. If your wife says it's 11 o'clock at night, I'm too tired. Now's not the time to have a four-hour conversation on why she doesn't want to have sex. No. No, it's not. Okay. So it's not about picking your battle at that point. It's about picking the right time. It's about being strategic about it. Oh, that's hard, though. That's hard. Like, picking the right time to talk about that is... Well, and I think that's... I think think it's perfectly okay to be like, all right, I understand. I don't want to stay up for three hours talking about this. I don't want to argue about it. I don't Mm -hmm. want to fight. I get it. You're tired. Let's talk about this tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's very... And then kiss her goodnight. Go down the basement. Rub one out. (laughs) Go to bed. Oh my gosh, no, Seth. Is that the bad advice? Oh my gosh. I thought that's yeah. good advice. Well, if you're all pent up and you, you know that you're... Because chances are after you have the conversation the next day, she's not going to be like, all right, you made a good point. Let's do it. Yeah. So you still may be looking at a sex drop. <laughs> Go rub one out. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. trying to give advice here. I know. Yeah, but... Yeah, I mean these are these are what we wanted to talk to to you all about about reasons why your wife isn't having sex with you, uh, and why or what the wife should do maybe to to try to make your, your both of your sex lives a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think we're do you think we'll have a enough for another episode for reasons why guys don't want to have sex with? Is it going to be way wife? too mean? It may be. Do women want to hear that? I don't know. I don't know if they do. Yeah, that's that's kind of sticky yeah. right there. But I don't know. Maybe maybe eventually we'll come out with an episode about the reasons why women don't want to have sex with you husbands. But um, no, that's what we just did. Oh, I'm sorry. Why the husbands, why husbands don't want to have sex with you ladies? <laughs> Sorry, Chief. Okay, so the, obviously the 13.4% alcohol by volume <laughs> it's, it's, is it's enough. Working. Yeah. Okay. It's working. Well, it also could be we had. Oh, we, we did had our. Three we had shots three shots right before we recorded because oh of gosh. our Fourth of July shots that we yeah. shared. Uh-huh. Which brings me to another point. This are we going to share those on the main? It's Fourth of July. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Well, join the Speakeasy group. Yeah, join, join the Speakeasy but you, group. If if you just follow us on Marriage on the Rocks on Facebook or Instagram. You probably oh, the, saw you, the. You, you think the shot? Yeah, yeah, you probably saw the video. Because yeah, we share it publicly. Yeah. I think we should. Yeah, it's Fourth of should. July. I like okay. doing it for yeah, special yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah, um, so we shared it publicly, mm-hmm. and you should you should have seen the red, white, and blue shot that we did for Fourth of July, mm-hmm. and that's what we do every week. Every mm-hmm. Saturday, we post a video of a new specialty shot or drink, 
or something like that. And even though we're doing Fit Vine wine for the entire month, we're still going to be doing shots yes. and drinks and stuff like that on every Saturday video. So join the Marriage on the Rocks Speakeasy Speak Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Check out the Fit Vine wine mm -hmm. and the 1821 man-made grooming products. Yes. Be sure to check them out. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything else to add to the episode or anything yeah. like that. Uh, thank you as always for listening and, um, indulging us or watching us on, uh, you YouTube. know, wherever you listen to your <laughs> podcasts or on YouTube and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and listen to us wherever you do listen to your podcast and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.